This is episode 80 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about Steam Machines, what we're playing, and some video game news. Okay, in three, two, butts. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. I'm Nick. And I'm Mitch. There's a Nick in the podcast. Yay! There's an everybody in the podcast. This is episode 80 of the Gamer Sushi Show. The very first episode of uh, the year of our Lord, 2014. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have been doing this cast for I don't even know how many years now 2014 years, I think Yeah, 2014 of them Since the birth of Christ Since day one Yeah Uh, (laughs) Since day one (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I was thinking Okay, so so at the rate we're going When do you think we will reach episode 100? I think it's possible I think end of year EOY I was thinking it's possible we could pull off episode 100 by E3 in the summer. That E4. would be a good goal for us. That would be That's, awesome. That would require 20... Jeff, that requires us to get together 20 times between now and July. I know, I know. I don't Are know you if we sure? Like, I don't know if we like each other that much. <laughs> I don't think we do. There uh, are 28 weeks. I'm going <laughs> to get married just... and go on a honeymoon at some point during that time, so you guys can do it, but I probably won't make that many. <laughs> So we'll just replace you with other Anthony. It's kind of like when get a Carboni replace that other guy in Iron Man, and they just pretended not to notice. Yeah, makes sense to me. The black guy. Yeah, that guy. He wasn't going to go <laughs> there, but you had to make it racist. I mean, come on. You are so racist. We'll What's get another. Race? We'll Sydney, get another. Sydney Poitier. China Wildfur. That was Sydney Poitier, right? No, it was Nelson Mandela. As um, War Machine, whatever his name was. That would be ironic if Nelson Mandela was the machine. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. That would be the I, best. I told Basically, you, you're, all. you're doubling down on your racism. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm just out of the box casting right there. It. Yeah, well, I'm you know I'm I've had a beer and I ran three miles, so that <laughs> so means I'm drunk. You're just I've I've had you're replacing beer. you're replacing your your body fluids with alcohol, mm-hmm. right? That's how you're yeah. hydrating is with beer. Wait, I'm drinking a Shiner White Wing. Mm. It's, their Bel- it's their new Belgian white. Oh, I like it a lot. I don't think I can get that in California. I'm sad. Uh, we can only get like regular Shiner here. So, Eddie, um, yes. this is not relevant to video games, but half the stuff we talk about here isn't. So um, we need to take a moment to recognize the Florida State Seminoles, the national champions, uh, our alma the, mater. I'm doing the... Oh, yeah. Our college is better than all of your colleges at football. <laughs> My yeah. my college didn't have football again, like literally until <laughs> this year. Uh, the university I went to like stopped having football a hundred years ago or something. Isn't that illegal for like an American college to not have a football team? I, I don't even remember what the explanation was. I know you guys, weren't, you guys weren't in compliance with America. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, guys. I, I just I just want to point out that we're not the champions, but the University of North Texas did win the Heart of Dallas Bowl <laughs> against UNLV, thirty-six to fourteen. So, I mean, there you go. In, I, like, in, I like how you couldn't say that without laughing a little bit. <laughs> well, of course. In that specific area, I didn't even know that was a bowl until they got in it. <laughs> it's like they made the bowl so that they could win it. Yeah, probably. We, my college, we smoke bowls. 
<laughs> like a college that doesn't have football. It's stoners. Uh, no, no, it's we, late. No, we were all we were all just kind of like letting that one die on the vine. No, nah, man, I, I like to prolong the awkwardness. Yeah, well, it, job well done, sir. Thank you. Anyways, Florida State, <laughs> bitches. Yeah, I I talk about the game. I don't want to bore everybody. No, it'll bore but, most of the people here. But I just want to point out because I'm really happy about it. It was pretty sweet. Yep, it was well, a good game. Good, good for Johnny Sports for, yes. for you know. He the- he sure scored a sports goal at the end of the sports game. Yeah. Actually, I hear that's actually what happened. They made like some sort of. Oh, why am I talking about this? <laughs> yes. <we got> him. <laughs> yes. You can't avoid One it. Us. One of us. Well, it's because I asked Eddie because I was being polite, and then he explained it to me, and now I know. Yeah, I was just excited about it. There was a it was point where crazy. I was considering muting all sports-related tweets and tweetbot, but I, I stayed. Yeah, that mind. was back when Shiano started coaching for the uh, Tampa Bay <laughs> whatever. Well, no, to be fair, to be now. fair, Jeff and Nick can attest to this. It was a ridiculous ten minutes to end that game. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it was well. There was yeah, like from the like. The kickoff probably the, return. Probably the best like like BCS championship game since like 2005. Hmm. Definitely the USC. Oh no! Well, so, yeah. yeah, was that UT USC? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that you. I still think UT USC was the greatest college football yeah. game I've ever seen in my well, life. That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is probably the best like national yeah. championship bowl game since, since then. then. Yeah. Since then, probably. Yeah. 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 yeah the final ten minutes of the game, there were five lead changes, and it was absurd. Yeah, it was. I I couldn't really even take boring it. Boring game, like yeah, it was. It, like was really really boring, and then like really boring like, and really terrible. If you're an FSU fan, because we were just getting stomped. We were just me and Eddie were just sending sad faces to each other for like the first. I think half. I just sent. I think I sent Anthony just several texts that just said like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, anyways, video games. Eh. Yeah, video games. The big video game things going on this week. It's not. It's not. Um, the 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 show is not video game related, CES, but it does have to do with um, electronics and stuff. So there is some video and game cons- news coming out of it, um, and consumers, yes, and shows. Um, <laughs> well, I have a question. Does anybody know they the show consumers this? electronics? Yes. Uh, do you can either the three uh, the Xbox One or the PS4 do 4K? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. yes. I thought the PS4 could. Did they build it in? Uh, are, did they build it in out of the box though? I mean, I, would I don't know. I mean, because it seems like 4K is getting uh, ramped up a lot faster than I thought it was going to. To where, at the end of this gen, I don't need any more Ks. Well, oh, no, that's well, I guess thing. I guess the Sony can do 4K video output on the PS4, but not gaming. Not gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because 4K, like. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna it, the the way it's ramping up. The way it looks like it. It look. It looks like there might be. 4K TVs in regular people's homes by the end of this console generation. So that's the only reason I ask is because it's like if the current generation can't do it, I don't so know. It'll be like it'll be like the PS2 yeah. and like yeah. the Xbox, you know, right. where you were yeah. having it the composite here, the PS4, cables. The PS4 will be enabled for 4K for videos, the interface, and movies through Hulu or Netflix, but not capability to display games in 4K. I mean that makes sense. I mean it's hard enough yeah. for them to do. It would be a lot. It's hard to push that many pixels with current. The, the, yeah. It would be like you'd be looking like a six or seven hundred dollar box. You'd yeah. be looking at Steam machine prices. Steam machine. Oh, oh. And even and even then you would do what you what's your frame rate? Twenty frames. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have to wonder if 4K is going to end up being like 3D TV. I feel like 3D TV has already like bombed. I uh, know. Yeah, wasn't there like no mention of 3D TV at CES this year? 
Yeah, four K is a new thing. Uh, no, three D t- uh, Vizio st- pulled three D TVs, and Vizio sells more TVs than any other manufacturer in America. Like because they they take care of like the low end market, mm-hmm. and they pulled all three D TVs. So three D TV is essentially going to die. Water. Yeah. yeah, and only uh, one of them is making plasmas now. Panasonic stopped making uh, them. So yeah, who is it? I, I don't want LG, talk right? Really okay. Sad. All right. Yeah, it's yes. probably sad for you. Oh, I, are, I, are LED TVs the the wave of the future? LCD yes. and LED, yeah. Which is sad because it's not. It's still not it's as, not good, as, as plasma. good as plasma. It's still yeah. nothing as good as plasma. Like, it's frustrating. But too. Um, but the uh, sorry. What I was going to say is that 4K is actually um, 4K is actually getting backing uh, that 3D never did. 3D was kind of just like a, ah 3D and like James Cameron loved it and whatever, but. But I 4K, feel like 4K is still just going to be kind of like uh, video files. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean like, like, why, I don't like think who, that there's a spot in that. Like, it's, it's different than HD. Who I don't can think there's tell a the spot difference? Like, I feel like exactly. there's people there's who, a, there's who claim they can tell where, a difference between like a CD and uh, whatever is higher, uh, uncompressed. You know, like the people that demand on the FLAC files or whatever else it is that there's only so much resolution your eye can take right well also well also but also they're delivering the 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 standard uh that it's not set yet which is why 4k tvs that are released right now are stupid but the stand like what the standard spec is going to be the delivery spec for 4k is going to be 10 bit so it's going to be a fuck ton of data it's not just going to be um, it's not just going to be more pixels. It's actually going to be a much, much better image and it's going to be a much larger color space. So we're not just looking at like at at pixels. It's actually just a better spec all around completely. Yeah, but I still don't think that's going to have any I don't think that's going to mean anything to consumers. Yeah. You well, know. I mean, because I feel like most of what you watch on your TV is what you're getting from cable or over the air. And over the air, I would imagine that it, it would be less compressed. But most people's cable well, is... Yeah, it's going to use H.265, yeah, which most, is most supposed to be a really good spec, yeah. though. But, I mean, that's the thing. Are they going to convert cable signals to 4K? Because part of the reason that, that the HD... Yeah, trend, yeah, they are, I think. Oh, really? Well, I mean, part of the reason the HD transition was such a problem was that... Um, there was only a handful of HD channels that really took advantage of it yeah, for a long and, time. And the 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 networks and the cable companies like their impulse was rather than giving the highest quality signals was to break up those channels into more channels so that they had more space. To, like rather than sending the highest, you know, using the most bandwidth, breaking up that same amount of bandwidth into like three or four different channels that were lower bandwidth. And I know that was like like that was a big fight when HD was first you know coming over was that like. I, maybe it was only a problem with over the air, but still, like, it's true. But it's also a different. It's a different landscape now because Netflix has already threw their hat in and said we're doing 4K. Really, and we we want to do 4K. Yeah, like Netflix and YouTube are going to do 4K. And I still just I, think it's going to be a subset of the market that actually wants to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is know. that, like, you know, the 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 TV set market is kind of flat right now. Most people have a TV set that they really like that they're going to stick with, yeah. and they have like the TV set makers actually want us to buy a new TV set every year, which nobody does. You know, right? Like they want it to be this constant thing, constantly upgrading your TV because there's new technology. But no, it's like I mean, I bought my TV probably oh gosh, you know, five or six years ago, maybe longer. I don't even remember how long ago now. I and it works fine. I'm not going to get a new TV until this one breaks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm no, buying Jeff, a TV this I, year I'm for on... my new house, but other than that, nope. 
I, I'm on eight years. Same TV. Oh, you years. still have that same TV? Same TV. And it's still amazing. Like, yeah. it's still really, really good. Because it was like, it was a, a Panasonic Plasma. And they were just a really, really built, well-built TVs. And also, back then, like, you know, they were not cheap. Like, my 42-inch TV was almost $2,500. So, it's like... It, like it, the components are just better. Like yeah. it's just meant to last. You know what I mean. And now it's just like everything's like four hundred dollars, and it's shitty, and will break in three years. But you know, but I yeah. have a plasma set too. Um, mine's a forty-two inch Panasonic plasma. Yeah, they're great. They're fantastic TVs. It's really sad yeah. they're getting rid of. So I mean, I guess it's I guess it's good that the PS4 we said supports it or will support it eventually because <laughs> I feel like part of the reason the, the Blu-ray did so so good was because of the PS3. So it's possible. <laughs> That you know, with people already having that install base, that it, w- it would make more sense to get a 4K TV. But eh, whatever. I just don't, I just don't think that 4K. I mean, I, you might be right. The 4K might be uh, slow to adopt, and it might be kind of a subset at first. But I do think it is going to become standard eventually. It yeah. will be the broadcast. What whatever is 1080 it will eventually be 4K. Movies will be 4K. The web will be 4K. Like everything will eventually be 4K. It might take a while, but I, I do I think, think it's going to take a long not. time. Yeah, and then, and well, uh, maybe it'll yeah, happen. There's a lot once of people Google, already resisting it. Maybe, maybe it'll happen once Google Fiber is everywhere and, and everybody yeah. has, you know. I mean, no, yeah. That, okay, on the video speech. games. I know. Do you sorry, think that's sorry. the entertainment industry's New Year's resolution? Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I wanted to that. kill it. <laughs> okay, on to, on, to, on to video game things because we could talk about this for a while. Speaking of CES and stuff, PlayStation Now. Yeah, what's the deal with PlayStation Now? I heard about it, but I haven't read anything about it. I don't actually know well, it's, what exactly you know, it's, it is. It's you know they bought Gaikai, so this is what Gaikai will be known as now, and uh, it's basically uh, their cloud gaming service, and it will uh, for a, a you can pay per title or you can pay a subscription. They haven't said any prices or anything like that, and you can using your PlayStation Three. PlayStation 4, uh, phones, tablets, and then event- they said, I think in the summer, they'll patch their 2014 Bravia TV, so you don't even need a console to play these games as well. They and said eventually other non-Sony devices. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to start with Sony big. devices and then move on to you know, your phones and tablets later that are not Sony devices. But yeah, basically PS1, PS2, and PS3 games, and you know, you, you can play them. They've had the multiplayer stuff, which actually surprised me. Really? Yeah, and there was a, a pat- this has this vague on it, but there was a patent I saw on a report on IGN where Sony was uh, talking about adding new stuff to old games, like remixing them in some way to like you know add new challenges and everything to maybe make it fresh or maybe something like that. Maybe throw in like trophies and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that trophies or or you know something like that. So they've been trying it out at CES because they have it where you can play like The Last of Us on a Vita or you can play. Oh um, wow. Beyond on a just a Bravia TV with no console, or whatever, and they say it works like really well. They even said they played God of War, and you know that's kind of like a you know you know fast reaction time. You know you don't want a lot of lag in a game like that. They said it was very playable. Huh. So that's pretty wild. Like yeah. that that stuff's like the future, and it's weird to me that in this generation that's Sony yeah. <laughs> of all people. I mean, yeah. it's, it remains to be seen. Like it, that was also in controlled conditions. Yes, where, like, it remains to be seen how it works. Probably in the all wild. on the same network too. So I mean, yeah. that, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I want to say, didn't on live work pretty well? <laughs> so I mean, and that was, I think it did. It, I think it did work. It was it was just not enough people you know yeah, did it. it was, uh, I mean, but it yeah, was, 
there were people who were saying that it worked really well. So, I mean, that's the thing. If, if OnLive can pull off what they did with, you know, maybe limited success, Sony has the, the, yeah. the muscle to do it right. Yeah, they really do. You know? And they seem like they have, like, even from their just presentation at CES and everything, like, and the stuff with the PS4, like, they're turning a corner. Like, I don't know if they're going to be, like, dominant or anything like that, but, like, they seem like, as a consumer, like, oh, I'm more interested in what you have to say than I used to be. Right. You know? So, so, so I do think it's interesting. Like, it makes sense that they're, the way they're talking about it right now is it's sort of like a Netflix for games where you su- subscribe to a monthly thing and you have access to the catalog, which, right. if that's all, like, PS1 through 4 games, that or maybe 1 through 3. That's pretty games, wild. That's, yeah. that's a pretty and good deal. And it'll probably be... Um, people need to, I think, temper their expectations with it because a lot of people are like, oh, you can, it'll be all the games, whatever. It'll probably mostly start, it'll start off with mainly the Sony first party games. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of really complicated. Yeah, and and with the license issues, there will be some games that will never, ever be able to come to, so, and all that. But it's still really cool. It's going to enter, by the way, a beta this month and roll out the summer, just to give you the dates. I'm sorry, Jeff, go ahead. Well, the only thing, so I, I think that makes sense. My disappointment is that I have a pretty large digital library on the PlayStation. Uh, you know, I have like some PS1 games. I have plenty of PS3 games that I've gotten through PSN Plus. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know what that means with PlayStation Now. You know, probably nothing. I, honestly, I, I, yeah, I think uh, that's where that's where these guys have honestly, dropped the ball this gen. Yeah, I feel honestly, like yeah, like like Eddie says, like people have been asking that, but I I think it's an entirely separate issue for them. Like this is not. A way to make things backwards compatible. Backwards compatible. This is just a I'm way not, to. I'm not even talking games. about backwards compatible. I'm talking about like being able to convert the games that I already own into. No, no, know? and I, I understand, and I, I feel the same way. But I, I feel like what you're looking for, like this service, is not. It's not that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like which, which maybe, sucks maybe because they, like, cause enough people are complaining about it that maybe they'll do something where like if you prove you have, you know, they can like look at your account and maybe like give you that game for free on it or something. But I mean, I really wouldn't hold my breath. I mean, it's it's just I don't know. They've all dropped the ball this gen with that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like like Microsoft and Sony, and it's crazy to me that you can do that and just not care. You know what I mean? Like if Amazon released a new Kindle and you couldn't read any of your books. <laughs> yeah, video it, games you know I mean? are like, so bad at like taking care of their their history. Yeah, I mean, there's some games that are just lost forever. And yeah, I mean it, the the good, the good thing that, is that, that would like, be the benefit of a Steam machine, though. A Steam machine. I do want to talk about those, well, um, unless Jeff, you wanted to say something. Well, yeah. I guess the only thing that that sort of tempers my disappointment there is that most of the games that I have are because of PSN Plus, so I'm already technically only renting those games. Yeah, that's true. Know? Yeah, They're not actually yours. Yeah, right. But so um, the other big thing that came out of CES this week was uh, Valve actually unveiled about 14 Steam machines. Um, and it's funny that we're talking about like if, if I had to guess like which. Um, company was more in touch kind of with consumers, <laughs> you know, uh, a year ago, I wouldn't have at CES, I wouldn't have said that it would have been, you know, Cerny versus Valve. Um, but maybe, maybe that's me being harsh on Valve, but it's just weird. Did, did you look at any of the steam machines? I see. I, I skimmed through. I looked at them. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I was asking I, Nick. If, yeah, oh, no, I, I, talked to yeah, no I, I, I looked at them. I, uh, yeah, like you were saying, I mean, well, I guess the people on the cast don't know what we were saying, but like you were saying, uh, they're very expensive for yeah, they're very uh, pricey uh, for what what I thought they were supposed to be. Yes. I I um I mean I, I knew that they the, wanted to do a range of prices, but I figured we'd have a lot more in like a four hundred dollar price point. 
You know, I thought there would at least be one that was like, like maybe like three hundred, you know, or like two fifty. Like I, I don't know. Like I was already confused about it, but when I saw those, I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. There's a lot in the over thousand dollars. A lot. It's like a six thousand dollar one yeah. in there. And, and so, it's like, who's gonna spend a thousand dollars? Who is gonna spend a thousand dollars to sit on, on their couch? Steam box. When they like the only person that would spend that much on a computer is going to build that computer for themselves. Right, so it's yeah. like, who is this for? A casual is not going to spend a thousand dollars on a Steam box. Like, yeah, they're just going to spend like three hundred ninety nine on a PlayStation Four and play like the exact same games in the exact yes. same way. And, yes. Yeah, I, in your living room, and, and maybe I, I and maybe not have crappy ports. Like, Eddie, I don't think this is. I don't think this is uh, Valve being out of touch. I think this is. The, the manufacturers being out of touch. Probably, yeah. Steam manufacturers being out of touch. They're all ugly also. Well, and they're really <laughs> So, So the they're, thing they, is, it, it, I mean, you can sort of like push it off on the manufacturers, but I think the reason it's it like these are the results we're getting is because Valve said, you know, we want this to be to an open anything. thing. We want to yeah, let anybody do what they want. They're not controlling probably any of, like the only thing they're controlling is the Steam controller. Like yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. The, the only part of the whole Steambox experience <laughs> the OS. That, that they yeah. own, like they own the OS, right. and nobody and the controller. Is, that's the only thing that makes yeah. it a Steambox, right? Yeah, and so they're, those, they're going, they're going the Android route instead of the Apple route, right. and they probably should have gone the Apple route and made their own hardware and made it cheap and you made like, it good. You think like they showed up at Valve with all those Steam boxes and the price points, and some dude was just like, "Shit, <laughs> I guess we have to pretend that these are good now." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I don't, well, I mean, I don't so know. Th- part of it is that, like, okay, you you control your own system. That means you can make com- like make choices and compromises. You can it, focus on a few specific things, like you know, form factor. Because uh, if Valve had, if Valve had come out with one at four hundred dollars, yeah. then I thought it would have been a, more of a game changer. You know what I mean? Like, but totally. Because, because totally then you're undercutting. Good. You're undercutting like one of the one of the big competitors and you're right in line with another one and you're able to say like this thing can just be your media box it can be you know what i mean like I don't and make it cool make it kind of like edgy and cool looking like the you know like i think that you can mm-hmm. with yeah. you know being valve i think right. not that they not that i say that they know about design but i mean i think that they kind of get it right. i feel like they kind of get it their ui is not awful like i mean they kind of get design i feel like mm-hmm. so but like you know dell doesn't or what you know what i mean like yeah. whoever these, these i mean so it, of the 14 like there were one or two that looked sort of okay but they're probably also like much bigger than i want them to be you know? Yeah, there's one that's tiny. There's one that's like four inches by four or something ridiculous. But like, it also had like weird like red yeah. highlights yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, so um, it's just weird looking at it because like honestly, I feel like I'm the ideal Steam box consumer because like I really want a box that I can have in my living room. I'm willing to spend money on it. I, it's exactly what I want, and I don't want them. <laughs> I feel like that's a problem. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, if your if your target market doesn't want your product, you need to go back to the drawing board. Because well, so you know, like I love PC gaming, but I'm not that hardcore. I don't care that much about building my own box, but I will to save money. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, this is what I wanted. This, the whole, you remember when I bought my Steam when I built my Steam box last year? The idea of what I wanted was what this is. Like, yeah. I wanted there was no Steam OS when I built my box, but that would have been like a dream set up for what I wanted and 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 it's like but I did it myself 
and for way cheaper and in a more attractive box. So yeah. what what are you doing exactly? Yeah. And though honestly, if you were building the machine right now, would you really install SteamOS knowing that the only games you could play are the ones that have been ported to Linux? No, and they even say like this is not meant to be an OS. Like they spe- they specifically say that in like the in the FAQ or whatever. Like, so then why not just do a regular Windows install and then run Steam and bi- Steam Big Picture? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the 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 thing is like I think there's two things here. Part of the problem is that all consoles, like almost without fail, are sold at a loss. And yes. You're not going to get external companies selling, That's actually a really good point. selling their Steam boxes at a loss. They're going to sell for you know costs so that they can make and make a profit. Uh, so that's automatically that's already the problem we're seeing right here. Um, the, they were never going to get a price point unless they they managed to. Whereas, find whereas if you're Valve, you mm-hmm. could have done that. Right. Um, and it's yeah, po- because it's you're going to you're going to make it up on Steam. Yeah. 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 And maybe the controller is going to be sold at a loss or something like that. They can give away Steam OS for free. That's not a problem. Um, it's the it's the Amazon the Amazon structure. Like you sell Kindles for fucking nothing mm-hmm. because you know people are gonna buy books. Well, Prime. They they do Prime Prime at a loss also. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's that, but it's also I think I read an article uh, a little earlier before we started where um, they were talking how they're they're focused on. Steam boxes rather than Steam stream stream mach- machines. Like, despite the fact that probably the way to get the price point and maybe to get some of the people who are skeptical about this to buy into it is to start selling tiny streaming machines that. God, can, that would be so amazing. You know, that can connect to your sort of like an Apple TV, but it connects it to, connects to your PC yeah, so you can play games on exactly. it. God. And then that, it wouldn't be matter. Perfect. It wouldn't matter that the games were imported yeah. because you were streaming everything. So you could play literally everything. That, that would be so amazing. I'd pay me, I'd feel, pay like 150 bucks for that. Yeah, 200 that's the, maybe. That's the ideal. But they're not going to like for whatever reason they feel feel the need to focus on these these you know, gaming PC competitors that P, like PC gamers are automatically just like, well, I could build a better one, you know. Like, you, you know, know, you know what that actually makes me think of. Like, just that conversation actually made me think Valve needs to get in bed with Apple, <laughs> and needs to just use the Apple TV, like, 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 just like a Steam get, app on the Apple TV, cool Steam, a Steam app on the Apple TV, and then just sell the controller, and yeah. that's it. Like, that's that's your system. Boom, done. Like, how could, sick would that be? That's a ninety nine dollar box. Or what if yeah. what if what if Steam streaming was just like an app you could get on any platform? On your iPad? Yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So clearly Valve just needs to hire us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that might be a little bit little bit too wild, but seriously, I don't understand why. I think the worst thing they did was leave it in the hands of OEMs. That was yeah. awful. That was yeah. an awful decision. No. Yeah, like let it, let it, letting Alienware like build you a machine, you know? Yeah, that's like letting Gearbox build Half-Life 3. <laughs> Which will wah, happen, wah. you know, like five, ten years from now when they finally admit that Half-Life 3 is never going to be finished. So what else came out of CES? Well, I feel like there was one more thing but that was gaming-related, but I'm not... PlayStation Now, Steam Machines, and... Steam machine. Steam machine. Also, uh, but, go, go, just real quick to go back to PlayStation Now. Where is Nintendo now? 
If I could play, like, Nintendo, you have the library of libraries. If you did a subscription, like a Netflix subscription service. Nintendo could even handle the server load from people getting Wii U's and 3DS's on Christmas. Like, their whole thing went down for, like, four or five days. They actually had to take the store down for, like, 12 hours. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, like, my um, cousin got a 3DS, and he couldn't uh, update it from the store to get online to do stuff with it for, uh, for like, a week. You know? (laughs) God damn it. Like they couldn't even handle the uh, yeah the, the server load of you know I'm sure the vast Wii U's they sold. Um, so yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, Nick. That's a brilliant idea. They should do it, but <laughs> it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Besides, they're doing the virtual console. They want to sell it to you piecemeal, and they're all selling the same games on Wii U that they sold you on the Wii. On the Wii, and they're making you buy them again. What the fuck? Yep. I mean, I guess we're never gonna get away from that. Like they they just want to keep like selling and reselling on the new platform and I understand the impulse. I mean, it happened with VHS, DVD, Blu-ray and we talked, but how does Sony so get it? Like how do they get it, get it? And nobody else does. They, they, they're, they're like 90% getting it. I think, Mm -hmm. I I think they would, if, if they, when you fall behind, you get more innovative. I bet Nintendo will probably think of some good shit now that they're falling behind again. Jeff, I get that they don't like they don't address every issue, but like I feel like they at least they're you know they're like the person that you can have a conversation with. I feel like if right. Nintendo was a person, they're the person that you talk to and you're just like stop, like I, you can't even talk to you right now because you're just saying gibberish. Like, <laughs> like that's Nintendo. That's I, how I, out of touch Nintendo is. They don't even know the conversation. Yeah. They don't even know they're having the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> They're just kind of drooling on themselves in a corner. Yes. Like when you like when you talk to somebody, the worst the worst kind of person to work with is the person that doesn't know like mm-hmm. how incompetent they are. Exactly. Like that's yeah. the worst person <laughs> there, there's to a have term for, for a coworker. That I cannot remember right now. You know what I mean? Like like they just they have no like it's one thing when someone knows like I just am out of my depth here or like I don't know when someone like is an idiot. But doesn't realize that they just have no clue about something. That is the worst. It's the worst. That's Nintendo. You all still like Mario, right? Right? Okay, seriously. I just want to say something very good about Nintendo, though. I'm loving my 3DS right now. 3DS is awesome. The 3DS, yeah, the 3DS is, is pretty great. Okay, actually, yeah. That's actually a really good segue because fucking Zelda is awesome, you guys. Really good. I wanted good. to talk about other video game news, but let's go ahead and talk about Zelda. You three. You, you sure? nerds, go for it. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I've only beaten the third dungeon. I'm about to go get the Master Sword, but it's really good. It's immediately, the minute I started playing it, I was like, yes. And this yes, is Link yes. Between Worlds, right? Yes, a Link Between about. Worlds. For those and listening that haven't tuned out from the 4K conversation. The, the music Aww. is great. <laughs> that was like half an hour ago, Eddie. Aww. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. It was good. You're the worst. Anyways, yeah, so the little innovations they've made to the game structure like renting the items and letting you choose the dungeons in any order like what is it what do you mean by renting items okay well the basically there's a guy in your house he sells you all the items you could ever need in the entire game um so you rent them with your your money and money is plentiful in the game uh, so yeah you go I was to it, say, it, you seem really rich i seem like i'm like oh, I'm, I'm never worried about money yeah i had like 900 like before so no more uh, ransacking pots um, well, no, you do that, like you know, to get the money and everything. But like when you go into a dungeon, there'll be a symbol of uh, outside the dungeon that tells you what item you will need to complete. The oh, that's neat. So that so what that does is it makes the puzzles instead of focusing on 
you finding the item and then using and then eventually using the item to solve the rest of the dungeon, uh, you can start using it right away. So the puzzles are a little bit more devious in a way, because um, like almost every room is a puzzle, um, because they know basically that you'll you know what items you'll have that you can use and everything. So it's really fun and smart that way. And if you you rent the items and if you die, then you lose the items. So oh, that's cool. Again. Death makes it a little bit more like oh shit, but. If you pay extra money, you can buy an, uh, any of the items right. permanently, yeah. and That's you don't. That's a cool lose system. Them. Yeah, yep. it's so really I'll good. Let, I'll let you other guys talk, but I mean, I don't know if that would work with every single Zelda, you know, in the future. But for this one, it's a brilliant thing. I wonder it, what made them like thinking about it. Like, I wonder what made them choose that because I wouldn't have said that was a problem with Zelda before. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder like what kind of the impetus was for. I mean, you know the, what I mean for the, for the, for the thing, creating the, that. The thing about the sort of, I, I guess it's sort of the. Metroidvania, but it Zelda does it too. So I don't know what you would else you would call it. Where you go to a dungeon, there's some part where you can't get to you because you don't have the the jump shot yet, or or whatever it's called. Um, hook shot, hook shot, hook shot, hook shot. That's what I was thinking. The get danger the there is that it's sometimes. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say to me? I said get off the podcast. Uh-huh. You don't know what a hook shot is. You're not a real gamer. Uh... <laughs> But Eddie, you don't the, even like Zelda. That's true. There, there's the danger of, of getting frustrated because you have to go back to the same fucking dungeon again. You know? Mm-hmm. Or, or re, re, like go back through places you've already been to remember all this stuff that you couldn't do before. Sometimes it's fun, but I remember like with uh, Metroid Prime 3, I was just so annoyed after a certain point that uh, how much backtracking I had to do. So seems like that kind of system, like you know what you have to have to go into that dungeon uh prevents you from ever having to backtrack it's a very cool idea it's the and like the the overworld is already pretty much open for you um instead of you know you being blocked by you know certain like paths that you need items to whatever i mean like mm-hmm. bef- by the time i got to the second dungeon i had every item that i would ever need in the entire game like i'd already rented them all nice. um so i was just like well this well, is for, fun. well, hope for I the, don't die. For the regular stuff, for the regular stuff, you, there's still other items that you get in dungeons that will help. Like when you get the Titan Mitt, so you can pick up the big boulders. But like the thing is, is you only need that for that one dungeon, and then for exploring more of the world that you've already explored. So like, basically, right. they give you everything. Yeah, you still have to find things such like a good name. flippers. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah, 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 they give you everything, and then as you keep going, you can re-explore the same areas you have already been, but get all the stuff that you couldn't get before. But you're not ever blocked from anything. You're, you know what I mean? So like, it's yeah. there's still it's still there, but it's a little bit different. And like the fact that you can just do any dungeon you want, because you know if I go to the sand temple, I'm gonna need the sand rod, and I can just go rent the sand rod. Like, cool. I don't need to go find it. A fire temple, I'm going to need a fire rod. I can just go rent the fire rod. Like, I don't need to go do three dungeons because the fire rod is in a wind temple and blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't have to do that, which is pretty nice. Like, I don't know. It's, 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 it works out pretty well. It's very un-Zelda, but it sounds very cool. Mitch, mm-hmm. what do you think about it? You've, been play- you've probably played more than any of us, right? Do you agree with everything everyone just said? Yeah, I, I do. No, I've, I've barely played it. What I've been, what I've been pl- oh, really? actually playing is Fire Emblem, but I oh, really okay. like the music. Music is the really music's nice. really good. Yeah. I haven't gotten to where little... are you? Mitch? I'm sorry. I don't even Mitch know. Is, Mitch is in Canada, Nick. How do you not know <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, I'm in Canada. <laughs> no, where where are you in the in the game though? You're you've you've already like, gotten the master sword, right? No. I'm oh, like 15 I'm minutes ahead. in. Oh. 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 <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought you were like 
Okay, Mitch, right. having played the first 15 minutes, what grade on the Gamer Sushi set would you give it? S. <laughs> okay. I only need to play games about. for 15 minutes before I can give them grades. <laughs> so when you were talking about how great the music was, were you like listening to soundtracks online or something? Or Yeah. Okay, I was like, wow, he's already heard the music for Low Roll. I was like, he's really far into this. Oh, God, the Low Roll music's so good. The Low Roll music is really good. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, I, you don't know. I, I, you haven't seen I, it, you I just know. heard it. Whatever. <laughs> you haven't seen it. You haven't seen the music. <laughs> you haven't seen the music. <laughs> Guys, you, just you, haven't, heard it. you haven't heard the music until you've seen it with your eyes. Guys, That's I think right. Anthony has synesthesia. What's synesthesia? Oh, where you can see music. That, yeah, that, you like oh. interpret. Isn't that just called like ecstasy? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's what in Florida <laughs> we call that sense. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, somebody I, stabs you. Yeah, it's like I saw yeah. some music. And somebody pulls a gun out of their hoo ha and shoots you. <laughs> <laughs> and we nice. bring it back around. Any, any other any other Zelda thoughts before we move on? Oh, well, I just wanted to say that um, it. Okay, so uh, a Link to the Past is probably my favorite Zelda game, and it's like one of those games that could just play over and over again that's it's in like, like your top five isn't it yeah it's up there like that like it, like it's one of those games i could just pop in and just play like symphony of the night is the same way like or like sonic 2 like it's just one of those games for me like games games like this is doing that but in but in like a, a smart way where like like we were explaining before like where you everything isn't quite as structured like they kind of just let you go, which actually almost makes you feel more like the first game where like exploration was big in the very. It sounds first like game. the opposite of the most recent like. Uh, uh, Sky- the Skyward Sword, yeah. Right. Sounds like the opposite of that because doesn't that yeah. one hold your hand for a while? That one holds your hand the entire game. Yeah. 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 This one just like lets you like yeah. There's like notes and it's like Link. It looks like something is here. You know, it does stuff like that, but it's. At the same time, it like it gives you the whole world. Like you can go everywhere. That's at, why you always leave a note at the very beginning of the game. You can go everywhere, except for low rule. But then, like once you get to low rule, you can go over in low rule. Like it, it's, it it's just really I don't know. It's just really well done. But then, like they do they 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 involve elements of the other games. Like you have to go find the like the seven sages. I've done the first two so far. And it that feels like Ocarina of Time. Like it feels exactly like you even go to like the little like mystical temple in the sky where like whenever uh. you thing and then like the person shows up. It's just like Ocarina of Time. So like they took Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past and then put a new spin on it that's not been in any Zelda game ever. And it's just really fucking good. It's really smart. It's really well done. The music's amazing. I have no issues. I had to drive across town and pay a lot of money. And yeah, not you, Nick was on a hunt, hunt for this yeah. 3DS. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I remember that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I got for the for the listeners. I got the uh, the special edition uh, gold Zelda 3DS uh, XL, and uh, that comes with the game. It's like a download code for the game or whatever. But I really, really wanted this thing, and <laughs> it was sold out everywhere before Christmas. And I had to drive across town and did not get it on sale. Paid full price for it and was a little bit sad about it and not sad at all anymore like it was absolutely worth it i mean the 3ds is fantastic it looks great but the game is it's it's awesome it's like the, one of the best games i've played in a really long time that's awesome but I'm, a, I'm also a sucker for these type of games so yeah well and so, mitch, you're playing... <laughs> so mitch you're playing fire emblem i just finished yep. pokemon 
Um, and I'm going to be playing Fire Emblem and then um, Zero's Escape, um, the sequel to 999 on the 3DS soon. I'm, I'm trying to think of other games that we talked about that we said we were going to talk about. Um, I wanted to talk real quick about Gone Home. I think Mitch is the only one that's played a little bit of that game. Um, but you guys talking about the exploration and stuff reminded me um, of that. Because uh, it's interesting. I don't, for anyone that doesn't know, Gone Home is a game about you are a girl returning home from um, an overseas trip like she's in college and she's been in Europe kind of traveling and stuff and so she's returning home but her parents have moved her family has moved in the time that um, she's been gone that she's been away um, and you kind of piece that together by finding postcards and like the, the writing in the game is very clever because you'll find like a postcard from yourself and it's circled like the address is circled and like she's written an arrow to it that says so weird you know, so you you learn you like oh like you know this is a new house, you know, um, and the game the game is all about that kind of exploration. It's almost kind of Metroidvania esque in a way because you have to like find keys to get to certain parts of the house that are locked. Yeah, you can't get into the attic until you get the energy whip. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. the energy whip and the yeah. Titan. You need the Titan mitt to the Titan. Uh, the Titan mitt, although the Titan mitt is only six v six, so it kind of sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch just People, went everywhere. Yeah, you just went to <laughs> so many references. But um, <laughs> no, the game. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. The game is just um, I, I. It's one of those I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I really like. I loved what it was trying to be. I really, I did enjoy it though. Like I really did enjoy it. Uh, I like the way that it played with your expectations. Yes. Like it keeps it keeps setting up. Like it feels like a horror game when you're playing. Yeah, it does because like, and then something really touching will happen, but then you still manage to be scared and like they're playing with a lot of horror tropes because you're like alone in this house and it's storming and and yeah, the lights are flickering and like every door is closed, so you have to open a room and the lights are off. Yeah, every time for the yeah every time I would go into a room, I get freaked out and get real nervous because like it's pitch black and you're looking for a light switch. Yeah, Um, like when I was playing it, I was finding that I left like literally every light on in every room that. I, I would into. turn. I would go into a room and immediately find all the lights and turn them all on. And I would close the doors behind me. Yes, I would too. <laughs> yeah, that's the way yeah. I do in my house too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to or like every time out. if there was a sprint button, every time I turned a light off and run up the stairs, I would hit the sprint button <laughs> <laughs> so the monsters couldn't get me. But yeah, so it's it's very interesting, and the the game is actually very touching in a lot of ways. And I th- I think the writing is very good. Someone told me on Twitter that they didn't think the writing was good at all. Um, you told them to shut up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like um, it's not for everybody, and it's not one of those games that everybody should play, or because not everyone would like it. But if it's one of those things where you're like, you know what, like I, I, I want to play a game that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you played you played Esther, right? Yeah, this is this is, is kind of in the same vein. It's in the same vein, but way better than Esther. Yeah. I bought I got Esther for like less than a dollar during the that's about all it's worth (laughs) yeah um you got it on on this on sale for the steam in the steam sale right eddie uh anthony bought it for me for christmas oh Oh, isn't that nice yeah bros be bros um i i eddie i almost bought you dark souls when it was 5.99 but then i was like no (laughs) no no i won't Get him something he's gonna play. Yeah. You'll get an email that's like Eddie has re-gifted you Dark Souls. <laughs> Eddie probably would have like thrown his computer in the trash. Just like that had Dark Souls on it. Uh, I don't want it. Uh, um, Hurry before I, it installs. <laughs> I was just thinking that like I kind of feel like every quote-unquote interactive fiction game is is something where you you always have to recommend it with a caveat. Like 
Yeah. You know, it's it's rare that you can say, yes, everyone will enjoy this game. I mean, I feel like Stanley Parable is one you could maybe recommend to a lot of people. But Just because it's like anyone that's played games, I've but heard, will enjoy caveat. Stanley that's Parable. That's the caveat, is that it, yeah. it really only plays to people who are... Like, it's a very meta game that's about the experience Gaming. of playing a video game. Yeah. And I don't think it would... You know, it, I don't think that would read for anybody... Whereas Gone Home, yeah. like a non-gamer, could play Gone Home. Yeah, you know. Um, so no, yeah, another I guess thing, it, it, it's sorry, sort of like know? yeah, casual versus hardcore interactive fiction. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, and I want more games like this. Like I think the more we buy things like this, it's just better for everybody. Yeah. Um, now another thing I wanted to talk about real quick is that we didn't include on our list. I played Walking Dead season two, the first episode. And it's you're, interesting because... You're the only one of us that has played that, right? Yeah, I think so. So it'll just be another quick... I just wanted to check in with you guys. The It's funny because a, a lot of reviews have been kind of not down on it, but people are acting... Disapp- like, these reviewers are acting disappointed. Like, actual gamers I've talked to that have played it loved it. Um, but it's weird. It's kind of like when people complain about... Like, you know, when Breaking Bad Season 4 ended... And then season five starts, and people are like, "Well, it's just not as intense." I'm like, "Well, you can't start at the intensity, right? That the previous season ended on like oh, that's God. that's boring. You know what I mean? Like that, like in the long term, that's boring, and you can't sustain something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, you know, it dials back a little bit, and it's starting a new story. And I don't want to say too much because Nick has not played, you know, but it's starting a new story, and. Um, you know, I'm sure Nick does know that you're playing as Clementine in this. Um, I was hoping, yeah, yeah. I was okay. hoping Nick would like scream in, in horror. You're like, no, yeah. but yeah, um, but it's interesting. They adapt the game for Clementine in a lot of very cool ways, um, and the game made me gasp like three or four times in the maybe like the first hour. Nice. <laughs> Uh, one of them like really big. I was like, "What just See, happened?" I had actually read read one review that that thought that the first episode was actually kind of intense and that it might be hard for them to top, like continue mm. topping it. There was a lot of slow but like very tense moments. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's a big sequence of sneaking around mm-hmm. um, that's that's very good, um, and they do they do they do such a great job. Like 400 Days did the same thing. Where it's like, man, I've just gotten so used to all these characters. I don't know if they can make me care about it anymore. And then they had 400 days, and I cared about it, like all these people in different ways. And they bring up a new cast, and they just do a very good job of introducing these little kind of beats or conflicts with every character that gives you some reason to like care about them, even if it, caring about like by care about them, I mean like hate them. You know that right. you care that they exist <laughs> um, because you hate this person. Yeah, I need to do 400 days. That the only reason I haven't played. Uh, season two yet is because I never did 400 days. So mm. I mean, I guess I could probably do both of them in like one sitting, and then probably yeah, you could do 400 days in 45 minutes. Yeah, 400 days is short. Okay, it's like even it's uh because yeah, it's like four stories, right, Anthony? Yeah, four or five, I think. Each one's like remember. 15 minutes to like a half an hour. Yeah, depending I, on how you they, play it. they just they throw you right into it. It's very you okay. know, All right. it's very efficient storytelling. In That's, it's really minutes. efficient. They do a good job of making you like totally get invested right away. Not necessarily yeah. in the characters, but in the situations. And then by the end, you're invested in the character. Yeah, yeah, they did a very good job. Yeah, I'll I'll probably do that soon. Uh, you know, I, I I I kind of want to wrap up. Well, I guess that one won't take me that long to do. So maybe that I should prioritize that. 
I probably have another like 20 or 30 hours left in Final Fantasy 13. So. Nice. So what other games were we going to talk about? I don't have my list in front of the me. The only other one that I was going to bring up was, was Spelunky, which is... I bought it during the, the winter sale. I really didn't know anything about it. I didn't actually realize that it was... I've always heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, I mean, I'd heard of it, and I know uh, Eddie, our friend Patrick, I think, really likes it, and he had like talked it up on Twitter. Well, and Anthony Carboni listed it as one of like the reasons to own a PS Vita, that you can really? have Spelunky in your pocket. Huh. <laughs> it, it is incredibly difficult. It, it's basically like a, a roguelike platformer. So, you know... What does roguelike mean? Everyone says it, and I don't know what it means. I, roguelike, from what I what I understand, it has to do with the fact that the levels are randomized. Um, okay. The permadeath is a feature. Um, there's no saves. So it has nothing to do with the X Man. No. No. Nothing. No. To do it's. With... Yeah. It, is it's, there yeah, a jubilee? Random levels. Like... <laughs> random levels. Permadeath. I almost just spit out my fear <laughs> all over my monitor. <laughs> No, my favorite. Okay, sorry. Random aside. Today there was a thing on Twitter called <laughs> Pit Mad, and it was, um, and it was people like pitching to agents and editors like their their novels and trying to like get down like uh, the bone like a query uh, down to like a tweet. And someone tweeted, um, <laughs> I wish I could go find it, but I'd have to hunt through so many things. They tweeted, um, "Logan awakes with no memory and metal claws." And wicked sideburns, or something like that. <laughs> and this guy just started tweeting X Men origin stories at, at agents and editors, like he was trying to sell books, and it killed me. Nice, that's amazing. Um, oh, but but yeah. So back to work. Like basically, like I think the 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 modern definition is the the random levels, random and levels and permadeath. Yeah, okay. and they're always single player games, and um, it says like classic ones would do stuff where magical items would would have different uses depending on the game so like a um was it a a bubbly potion would heal you one game and then poison you the next so that i mean that would be ridiculous that's that's some bullshit um and then but yeah so so spelunky um there's actually only four worlds uh like four main worlds with four levels each Um, ah lame but (laughs) but you start with uh four health and the only way you can heal uh, is by rescuing a damsel in distress and carrying her all the way to the uh, the exit of the level. Sexist. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, you can <laughs> in the settings you can change the damsel to be like a guy or a dog or, or whatever. dog or something, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but so when you do that, you only get one one health back. You don't like you don't heal all the way. You just get like one health bar. Um, and then, so so you sure you're running around with four health, but uh, say you accidentally land on a, a bed of spikes, you're dead. Start over. Doesn't matter if you'd made it all the way to the fourth level. Um, you're almost at the boss. If if you like fall off, and fall to your death, you're done. Got to start over. Um, so, but it the thing about it is, I th- and I think this was true about Super Meat Boy as well. It's so easy to die and start over and play again very quickly. That that kind of like cuts down on some of the downside of dying so often. Like part of the the reason Super Meat Boy is is addictive is because you can literally like you could run, jump, and and, and die, and and do that like you know four or five times in a minute. And Spelunky is about the same. It's like you can actually make it through levels 
in under a minute. I think you could do you like one of the achievements is for doing a run through of the entire game in under eight minutes. It's I mean it's technically possible. It would just be insane. Mitch, what did I send you? I sent I think it was you, Mitch, that I sent. There's some big thing about a secret level in Spelunky or some secret yeah. thing that that's like yeah. really ridiculous to get, and yeah. that there's there's this huge story about this guy like uncovering all this. I don't know. There there's there's a hell world. And the only yeah. way to get to it is to get a special artifact in each of the. You mean like a cucumber? I don't, no. No. So there's. I'm there's, thinking of something. You're else. thinking of the Metal Gear Solid Five no. section. No, torture. there's, there's, there's right, a right. Yes, of course. Sorry. <laughs> there, there, sorry. But no, there's an Egyptian. I, I read about it. It's, it's on the. I read about it on uh, like a, a Spelunky wiki. But there's like an Egyptian oh, artifact. In it's each. the eggplant. No. No? I don't, I don't no, know what you're talking about. <laughs> various vegetables that are healthy for you, Jeff. Okay. No, there's a there's a thing, the solo eggplant run on. It was a huge story that was on Polygon. Yes. yes. But yeah. Okay, so it was some sort of. About. Yeah, I'm not making things up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. That's that's what the story was. It was about some. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm sorry. That was probably something different from what okay, Jeff so was I'm saying. Okay, so I'm not talking Jeff. about solo eggplant run at all. Okay, talk talk about what you're talking about. I thought that's what Eddie was talking about. That's why I chimed in. I mean, it, at least it wasn't referred to that in. Um... There, this game's got lots of secrets, so there's obviously yes. multiple things. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Continue. I read on the wiki, and it was just talking about like how to get to the the hell level, and um, you have to get these. Is that artif- like you have to get an artifact in every world, and you have to do it in a certain order, and and like if you don't have enough money, like one of the artifacts can only be gotten by going to a secret level where you have to have fifty thousand dollars to buy it, and so it's really anyway. So this is this is all like, huh. No, I, I don't. I've never heard of the eggplant item. So yeah, Polygon had this crazy story about it. But yeah, yeah. But yeah the game it sounds like a game I would not enjoy. <laughs> I played a little bit of it on the PSN. I think I just played the demo, mm-hmm. um, and I liked it. But I knew it was a lot more complex than I was willing to get into right then. So I just sort of let it slide for now. But I'll probably I, pick it up at some part, point. Part of the reason I, I do like, want to play Don't Starve real bad. Turns out, and I know it's not the same thing, but I've also heard it's very difficult. Don't, don't yeah. Starve is also essentially a roguelike. Where yes, okay, it, I just I downloaded and installed that the other day. Yeah, yeah. it's randomly generated levels, no saving, you die, you start over. Um, but uh, yeah, my friend started playing Don't Starve um a lot, and he said that he made it like twenty six days in it, and then died when winter hit. Because he didn't have anything ready. Uh, yeah. Um, I I think the the main reason that I like Spelunky, and and I don't know I don't know if this would make it appeal to you, Eddie, but I feel like I could sit down and do one like one session of it, play for ten minutes, and then be done. Like if I if I if I don't let myself get so caught up in like playing it over and over again, like I mm-hmm. have done a couple times. It's it's the kind of game where you could have you could have like one solid play session once you've gotten like used to the mechanics of the game, and I've made it to like the third or fourth world in like one sitting before. It takes about you know fifteen minutes, and then died, and then been like okay that was enough. So so from that standpoint, I like having games like that where I can sit down, play it for a very short amount of time, even if I'm not even making progress necessarily. I'm I'm like getting a little bit bit of I guess visceral fun out of, I don't know. It's, it's, nice a, t- it's, a, play it's a tough for... game. If you can get it for like really, really cheap, you might as well and just try it out. So, um, so other games that people are playing, Anthony is playing Batman Arkham Origins. Yes. Yes. I finished that on Saturday. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know you finished it. 
Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> that's what I was telling the guys before the podcast very briefly. I was like, I started Zelda, and I was like, oh, Zelda's really fun. I think I'm going to probably play this next. And then I threw in Batman just because I didn't feel like playing a handheld, handheld at that particular moment. And then I, 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 just, I just kept playing it. Like, I took the two days off from work after New Year's Day, and for all day Thursday, all I did was play Batman, um, like, for, like, five hours in a row which I never do anymore, which was like, oh, yep, this game's got me. And it's just as addictive as Arkham City was and Arkham Asylum before it. And it's, it's basically more of the same, uh, it's, but it's more of the same, like, what I consider to be, like, just extremely addictive, awesome gameplay with, you know, that great atmosphere. And, you know, I love the, not so much the side missions, but the stories of these Arkham games, how they just manage to somehow bring in every villain and it doesn't feel like, fan service it sort of feels like they're you know organically involved in the story um the side missions feel like they're just thrown in there but um so it's really fun uh it's it's great it's this neat concept of you know these assassins that were the black mask has hired these assassins to kill batman on uh on christmas eve so having it on christmas eve gives them the excuse to have the city not be full of citizens so it's an empty you know it's empty streets just full of criminals and everything but it's bigger than um Arkham City, it's you know it's the whole of Gotham, not just you know a little sectioned off, but it's a uh, it's got you know all these great villains and it's got tons of collectibles and and like it's one of those things that like I beat it Saturday night and I was like okay cool I think the next on tomorrow on Sunday I'll probably start playing Ratchet and Clank and then I ended up playing all day Sunday more Batman and finishing off all the side quests and as many nice. collectibles as I felt like doing. I mean, seriously, another four hours after I beat the game, which I never do. And I was just like, holy. And then I literally just went for another, for the last hour, I just sort of flew around the city looking for something to do. And I was like, well, I, I guess I did it all and reluctantly put the game away. Like, That's how I felt after uh, Far Cry 3. Like, I was sad. I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, okay, it's that exact well. same feeling. Like, <laughs> the game got kind of mixed reviews, because I know at launch there were some glitches. They've been patched now and everything. But it got kind of mixed reviews because it's it didn't really innovate too much. It was just kind of more of the same. I think but, like it got I said, mixed reviews because Arkham City was so good. Right. Yeah. Well, and, 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 the, and the, the this bu- one was more the, the same. bugs were, from what I've read, the bugs were pretty atrocious. Like, yeah, yeah. Part of the reason like, that I hadn't played it I still have. I, I own it. I haven't played it yet. Um, yeah, I got it on Steam. Yeah, so. I didn't. I didn't want to like get corrupted save files or whatever else was happened to everybody. I'll yeah, probably play it a... soon, but yeah, I was waiting for them to patch it. Yeah, that's that's because I was when with all those talks of the glitches were coming out. I knew I was getting it for Christmas, so I wasn't worried about it, and it, it's nothing to worry about now. But uh, it's just, it's great. I mean, it's more of the same, but it's it's more of the same of you know. Good great things. things. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I mean oh and the the voice acting, the guy who does Batman now, he's 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 great. Um he, well, he's good, he's solid. But Troy Baker, Joel and Booker from The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite does the Joker and he sounds just like Mark Hamill. It's unbelievably That's good. That's pretty wild. I've heard it's, good things about his Joker. He is the new Nolan North. Like he is like just put him in every game. <laughs> what like, Mitch, he's in something else coming up too, right? Oh, Troy, but he's in Infamous. He's the main guy for that's Infamous. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good, too. Oh, and Nolan North is in this game, too, because he's the Penguin, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm trying to find yeah. out who plays Batman, because I'm pretty sure it's the guy who plays Ezio, but I'm not 100% on that one. Ezio. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, nice. The guy who does the voice of Ezio is uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Does yeah, he go, oh. Assassino. Assassino. Off of Assassino. Batmanino. Assassino. Um, I highly recommend Assassino. the game. I think it's fantastic. 
and it's I'm still doing my own personal top ten list in my head at least, and this will definitely be like probably it might even be in my top five now. Like it's that good. So yeah. Anyway, that was me. Yeah. I was sort of tempted to get the season pass, but it seems like they're focused more on challenge matches. Um, yeah, multiplayer stuff yeah. instead of. Well, they just announced yeah, like a, a Mr. Freeze story DLC. Um, but but yeah, like I I would just buy it piecemeal. I wouldn't necessarily get the season pass because it's the challenge room stuff a lot. Yeah, I mean, I actually so once I got the hang of uh, the combat in Arkham City, I really liked it, and I played a lot of the challenge stuff, like. It was it was sort of you know I, I'm kind of bad about button mashing but once I figured out the rhythm yeah of mm-hmm. how to fight all combat just needs to work like Batman yeah <laughs> so good Batman I mean it's it's, so, it's, it's it, the thing is first, playing but, defensive is like the best way yeah. to do it so sometimes I mess up because I want to be more on the offense but really it's smart to just sit there and wait for someone to attack you and just hit triangle over and over again yeah no I mean that's that's the thing but once you get into that flow and and, and you start to understand, and, and actually playing the challenge maps is part of what helped me uh, get get the combat down in, in Arkham City. But yeah, once you that, like that's feeling so great once you're chaining up like how many guys you're taking down and you know just ruining them rather than just like button mashing and, and barely hurting anyone. Yeah. The other the one complaint uh, I want to make is there weren't enough of the uh, the predator rooms, you know, where you sort of run around the room and stealthily stalk people. Oh, there those were the best. Yeah, those are the best, and there are, there are still some in the game, but there's there weren't as many as I would have liked. Um, I mean, I understand that like there's really not much of a reason story wise to have them. You know? Yeah, uh, it's really tough because they're like we got to have a room with gargoyles on them. Yeah, well, I mean, was wasn't the other? But thing I'm okay that, suspending that because yeah, well, yeah, so I don't care. Wasn't there? Wasn't like the the basic setup of the game kind of silly? Like a bunch Arkham. of assassins hunting after Batman. Well, yeah, black mask. Yeah. Well, yeah, just that like fifty he's million dollar bounty. He's running around in Arkham, like, and assuming that everybody he sees is a criminal, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they they tell everyone is... to be like to go inside because right. Black Mask there's a, is doing this. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's yeah. There, it's Christmas Eve. There's a blizzard, and and Black Mask is doing this. So basically, everybody, you know, um, even the cops stays because inside. There are no cops. No. Well, no. There are, no. There are plenty of cops in the game. You fight cops quite a bit because the cops in Gotham oh. are corrupt. Um, well, of course, you can they. fight. Brandon and the SWAT team, uh, you know, from Batman Year One, quite a bit because they're bad. Like cops will like are working with Black Mask and try to kill you and stuff like that. So you fight cops and criminals quite a bit, yeah. That's but everybody else, there's no like citizens or whatever. Even when you rescue somebody, it's usually like a maybe decent cop that you're rescuing. It's never just like oh a citizen. Oh, but it's got those crime scene things that was a big part of the uh, the hype before it, and they're pretty basic, but they're pretty fun. Like you just sort of run around the room and find the evidence and scan it and then like you can like recreate the crime and stuff like that and it's it's pretty simple they're not like they're not difficult you just do them but they're they're kind of neat and fun it's a nice change of pace batman yeah but what's neat is like the plot like black mask hires you know these assassins to kill batman um the game's not really about that at all like i don't want to spoil it for anybody but like you play the game and you'll be like oh that was kind of just a setup for something like much much deeper so well not deeper but let's say grander let so. me guess, a Joker story. <laughs> Why so spoilery? <laughs> I mean, you can't have the Joker in the game and like not. Right, no, this is their first meeting, Batman yeah. and Joker. They meet for the first time in this game. So Nice. Interesting. I'll so, play it eventually. We'll play. Yeah. Yep. Nice. 
So some other news before I guess we're done, unless I, I don't think there was any other big games we want to talk about that we're playing. Um, some other news from this week that I really wanted to talk about and touch on and stroke gently. I was hoping that that would just like stay for like a minute straight <laughs> of just silence after he said that. I, I, I was hoping he would just keep like stroke and love and nuzzle. Oh, okay. You were hoping he would go deeper with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Much deeper. <laughs> Much deeper. No, I wanted to talk about Evolve um, by Turtle Rock Studios. The that was left, the, thing the Left 4 Dead developers, right? Yes, the guys that uh, made Left 4 Dead and I guess the original or behind Counter-Strike, right? Or am I crazy? Was it? Wait, was it? Wait. I don't know. Mitch it's, not just, it's not just Left 4 Dead, right? It was also, they were also the guys behind Counter-Strike. Yeah, they worked on Counter Strike yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, not crazy. Like, like the no, like not the crazy. mod, like the the Half Life mod. They were related to Counter Strike. I don't. I'm not sure what they what they did with it. So oh, they did. They did Condition Zero. Okay. Oh, okay. So they weren't actually involved with Counter Strike. Okay. Yeah. Forget it. Forget I said forget. that. Okay. Forget, yeah, I was going to say Counter Strike was a mod, like a Half Life. Yeah, that's right. Mod that's right. Was, Bought up, yeah, go. Okay, Sorry. so yeah, they they did Left for Dead, um, and which was a great, because <sighs> Left for Dead was not the first one to do, I guess, sort of a horde mode, but it was the first one to do it the way it did it. No one's really had anything like Left for Dead since then. You know what I mean, because its campaign was co-op, but then it the director mode is what made that game really interesting. Um, that there was, I guess, the AI like making the game more difficult for you as you went. Uh, or kind of scaling back, kind of adding moments of tension. Um, but it sounds like that they are kind of cooking up um, a new kind of way to do multiplayer um, with Evolve and, and that it's four people hunting down one kind of super-powered monster. So it's a five-player multiplayer game type. Um, and it sounds super cool to me. Like, if just if you just say, like, hey, it's the guys behind Left 4 Dead, you pretty much already got me. Um, but... The idea of four, like that five, that's it's enough for a gamer sushi. Oh, really? Mm, oh, yes, yeah. I like it. Mm, <laughs> I like how all of you took a second to do the math and think about it. Wait, <laughs> I'm one, there's two, there's three. Wait, if there's four people and wait, there's only four of alien. us, not counting me. Yeah, four it's also uh, apparently it's running on CryEngine 3, which is interesting. Oh, really? I didn't read that yeah. one. Yeah. So it's not a part of the Game Informer announcement, but it's it was a uh, Eurogamer article. So I guess it is not going to be a Valve-released game then. No. Hmm. Uh, it's being published by 2K because THQ originally had the rights for it and they were going to publish it, and then I think we all know what happened to THQ. Hmm. And 2K bought it for like $10 million in the THQ auction. So apparently they think it's worth something. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, perhaps we should buy this. Hmm. What's really nice is that it, more it, they like to throw around the money. Yeah, well, yeah it's like hey, we got that Grand Theft Auto money. <laughs> well, what's funny is it sounds a lot like um, in Halo Two and Three. Nick remembers this because Nick played it. Um, I made a Predator game type um, that we had to play like house rules because I couldn't quite. You know what I mean? Like the the customization settings weren't there. Um, 
but it was a sort of a game type where everyone was hunting down someone that was invisible, and he had a sword and he had a, a beam rifle. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he, he was super powerful, but super he was strong. beatable. Yeah, he was very beatable. Like that was the, the, like the almost, one thing like about everyone it was, like, had to like light him up, you know. But yeah, but you could like the balance actually worked out somehow. Like I feel like it shouldn't have, but yeah. like somehow the balance worked out. And we would play that game type. Like, it would be, like, we would, like, fuck around with, like, other game types before. And be like, this is fun. This is fun. Okay, enough of that. We did, like, ten rounds of this bullshit. Let's actually get to, like, Predator mode, which is actually what we're going to play. <laughs> and then we just played that for the rest of the night. Yeah. Well, so we, had to, we had to do a bunch of house rules, too, because it would, um, if you killed some, if you killed the yeah. Predator, it would automatically make someone else the Predator. Um but that's not good because they would just be standing next to everybody. And then it, it took out the whole hunting aspect. And so we would like end the game and then start again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, this is like that. It sounds a lot like that. You know, obviously minus the invisibility, although maybe there is an invincible, invisible monster. Who knows? It sounds like there's different types of monsters and they all have like crazy abilities. What, an evolve? Yeah. No, oh, there's just, one monster. I didn't think it was just one monster. I thought it was a couple of monsters that you could be. The way I'm reading it is it sounds like there's one singular monster, and as matches go on, it gets, like, bigger and has a varying array of abilities. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I oh, guess... Oh, that's why it's called Evolve. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it'd be locked... <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> I, guess it'd be, I guess it'd be locked in to, like, being the monster for, like, I don't know, like, four rounds or something. I'm just spitballing here, and then as you get stronger, eventually it'll be harder for you to be taken down so i guess like at the end of the end of the game it will tally up how many matches you've managed to win as the creature and how many matches that you've lost and you just evolve each round i don't know that's probably how it's gonna work out i'm just guessing it's pretty wild it sounds very cool i'm just like i'm so I, i think i've hit a point where i'm almost done with multiplayer like when titanfall comes out i'm sure i'm gonna play some multiplayer but it's just not it doesn't have the draw for me like anymore like at all um, well, I mean, I, I, I like, but this sounds awesome. I, I like multiplayer, like the Mass Effect Three multiplayer, where it's co-op. Yes, you, know, that, you, you don't by have multiplayer. To deal with... I mean, like, I mean, like deathmatch versus yeah, multiplayer. Yeah. I can still play a couple of rounds of Counter Strike here and there, um, but just like the endless grind of well, when me and Anthony were playing Assassin's Creed, like progressive unlocks have ruined multiplayer gaming for me in a oh, lot of because ways. all the people that play it like constantly always have every, like all the equipment and well yeah and then you can't do anything you know what I mean like you just have to work you have to like work to get to the stuff you really want uh, you know like i played battlefield 4 for a few hours and i just got tired of having like kind of crappy guns yeah. honestly i for in terms of multiplayer i'm kind of like yeah not really that interested in as much in anymore. I mean, I'm, there'll be certain games that yeah. I will be. I'm really just hoping that Destiny, when it comes out, will be just like everything I want. Yeah, you know I hope I mean? it like, scratches like that multiplayer itch, and then I'm good. Co-op, multiplayer, single player. Like that's like that was the first person shooter for me. You know. Yeah. So. That's, I do I mean, feel like Bungie does, my hopes fans, Bungie does a pretty good job at balancing multiplayer things. So that one might be one that I'm because you can do some kind of deathmatchy stuff in that. Um, I think, but you have to go out into the world to like get to things. I think. I was reading um, there. Hold on, you continue talking. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, Destiny made me think of No Man's Sky. Didn't something bad happen to the No Man's Sky dev? Yeah, they got flooded. Yeah, they got flooded. Did they lose everything? I think that they managed to keep stuff, but they have like no office because like they probably had an offsite backup. Because that's just oh god, that's just yeah. prudent. I mean, yeah. Okay. 
insurance um, so, wise, you, I mean, that would just be ridiculous not to have an offside backup. Well, they didn't get any insurance. They were denied. <laughs> they were denied flood insurance from their flood insurance provider because, Ooh. of course, they were. Oh, awesome. So apparently, some publishers are chipping in to help them get back on their feet. But apparently, the developer that also did Strike Suit Zero was a victim of the same flood. Huh. But th- those teams are like four people, and they're working out of a house. Right. Golly. Yikes. Sorry, I was uh, running in there to get the Game Informer where they talked about the multiplayer in terms of uh, Destiny because mm-hmm. there was an interesting thing, what they said um, uh, to do. Uh, it says you can, um, there's, you know, there's solo and there's co-op, um, but the multiplayer, it says the integration of solo adventuring and multiplayer comes together through technology that constantly handles matchmaking in the background. For Halo, the party system in Xbox Live was important, but it was just one part of the game. It was a mode you went into. With Destiny, the whole game is matchmade in one sense. When you were going through these public areas, we have the matchmaking technology running all the time and visibly. So basically, wild. Yeah. So it sounds like you go to a place. Yeah, and just like to to deathmatch. To do your deathmatch, yeah. So, uh, I'm curious how that would work in theory. I mean, like how that would work in practice, because in theory it sounds cool, but in practice it's like, okay, well now I'm gonna like drive over to like Bumblefuck <laughs> if I want to fight some people, you know. Um, yeah, let me see. It says here, you um, when you're in orbit, it's, you decide it's time to test out the new gear against your fellow players, and you proceed into several games of competitive multiplayer. Within the fiction, you guardians fight against one another in support of various factions, and you are employed by these factions. Blah blah blah. Um, says one paddle bits groups of fire teams going head to head in straightforward capture area capture style holding anyone at three points gives you scoring multipliers for kills assists and other actions then there's deathmatch um uh, points are awarded for kills but also for finding down teammates and reviving them before they respawn says then um there's pickups throughout the game just like halo and stuff like that on the maps and everything they said when you play destiny if you if you are just interested in competitive multiplayer we're going to scratch that itch there's going to be awesome amount of stuff for you to dig into and play but we're going to balance it with the fact that we're giving players a bunch of other things as well. So, not to read from the whole thing, but that's that was basically yeah. it. So, it sounds like it's going to be really neat. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about Destiny. I'm pinning a lot of hopes on it. Now, Titanfall is another kind of big multiplayer game that's coming up, and I really do want to check that one out, because I don't imagine there's any kind of single-player slash co-op good to be had out of that. Um, but there was some stuff that came out today. I mean, I thought we knew this for a long time, Mitch, right? The 6v6 thing? Yeah, I feel like they've always talked about the fact that it's going to be like a lower player count. Yeah, yeah, because I think because at they E3 would they had yeah they at E3 they had seven versus seven, but they were saying that wasn't the final count, and that's just kind of a weird number to have, anyways. But yeah, they came out today and officially said it's like six versus six in all matches, and people like promptly like freaked out, even though I like you said we've known that since like June of last year. But confirmation is so different, and also I mean. These people haven't played the game. That look, it's the guys that made Call of Duty. I think they know how to balance a multiplayer game. Well, right? that's to say, didn't they come out with a with a thing that said like we've tried everything and this literally is the best yeah. balanced like situation you can have. Yeah, like I played, said I played Titanfall can... at PAX, and I don't think I saw a real person like more than a couple times. And I just spent the rest of the match shooting the AI enemies they sprinkle in there, and I I couldn't tell the difference. Like and, it was and, fine. And also, they said that I think it's a clever mechs, way to to handle it. It is. You also you can like 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 get out of your mech and leave it there, and then your mech sort of becomes like you know like an automated like defense thing or whatever. So they said that when you involve if everybody brought in their mechs, it becomes like twelve versus twelve instead of six versus six. 
which I didn't know, which sounds awesome. That does sound yeah, awesome. That sounds neat. Like, like if you got to capture, if you got to hold a point, you could just leave your Titan. Your Titan sits there and guards the point, and then you run over the rooftops and kill all the other Titans coming in. And also, I also know that Eddie Titans. loves that they're called Titans. Yes. I know Eddie loves that. Well, no, also, like the most fun, I, some of the most fun I've ever had in multiplayer gaming has never been because I killed another player. It's like with you guys in like Gears 3 when we're taking down automated. You know what I mean? Like, so I just don't know why it it's matters the, the, to people the so much. The collaboration, not the competition. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then, and I don't know why it matters so much to people, you know? Uh, like, I mean, Battlefield 4 was, it was cool that they had some big scale things, but you still really only feel like you're, see, like you're, you're never seeing more than like a handful of people at a time anyway, right? You know, because the, 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 you know, the maps are so big on Battlefield, they're happening, like the conflict's happening everywhere. So you're really only seeing more, like no more than, like you're never seeing more than like six or seven people at, at once anyway, I feel like. TLDR, the internet is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just surprise fucking whining <laughs> yeah but i really i do want to check out titanfall but since it is released by ea i think i'm going to hold off at launch oh just, i don't think you'll have a choice that's not even <laughs> me <laughs> that's, true. that's not me making a dig like i just just I feel infrastructure like wise like just i just think they reality wise yeah <laughs> yeah i just think they well, it's i mean it's going to be a hugely popular game like i, I think we've proven like I don't think it's necessarily their fault alone. Like, no one so far seems to have been able to build enough infrastructure to support a game that popular. Uh, Battlefield 4 is still boned, though, apparently. Yeah, like, and they're, and EA, like, this year has been the year of the EA fuck up. Like, yeah. even, like, the Mass Effect 3, like, ending stuff or whatever, like, you know, that wasn't really EA, but they were involved with it. That was, was that just last like. Year? That was yeah, that's what, that, yeah, I know, yeah. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. That's getting, let me finish my sentence. Okay. I was saying. No. Last year, that was the last year's Mass Effect Three thing was just like the appetizer for the clusterfuck of 2013. Yeah. Um, so between, because think about SimCity, and then they had this. Like, it's, I mean, come on, like that, I, those are two giant colossal. Sure, but I mean, I feel like Devil's Advocate, like every large game launch has had server problems. No one has solved that. Uh, Sim, but no one has had a, yeah. like. No, I totally, like I totally, this. yeah, I totally agree, Jeff. But Battlefield Four, like, is having some, like, Mitch could probably s speak more. Battlefield about always it. has problems. It's never had problems like yeah. this before. Well, I mean, like, so there's, there's also like the, like the producer about one of the producers of Battlefield Four checked in on Twitter the other day and was like, "Hey guys, how's the game?" Like, just completely unaware. Well, they even said we're not working <laughs> on any DLC or anything until we get the game fixed. I mean, that's a, that's a big admission right there. You know, yeah. like all hands on deck, like putting out fires. Apparently so, not, though, because that one guy was just like, the game's fine, right? It's going good. <laughs> yeah, he had to send an apology tweet out. He was like, I wasn't being facetious. I was unaware. And it's like, how are you not aware? <laughs> a lot of apologies. I had my, I had my email <laughs> off. I was on vacation. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you have to separate out the, the obvious design problems in SimCity and Battle, uh, Battlefield 4 from the server problems. Like I feel like the server problems are kind of universal to games that large, and then the design problems are a whole other ball of wax. So if you're saying like, you know, wait on Titanfall because you think it's going to be a badly designed game, and that's a whole other thing from wait on Titanfall because we're all pretty sure that the servers are going to be fucked on launch. 
Yeah, I think it's that, and then also like, because I mean, I don't know. Sim City was badly designed, and then Battlefield Four also same thing. You know what I mean? So well, it wasn't badly designed. It was just poorly made. I guess poorly made is is, is a better yeah. way to say it. Sim yeah. City was both. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because yes. Battlefield always had issues. You remember, you remember Forty Three, Eddie? Yeah, you couldn't play yeah. that for like. You actually even couldn't play the game for like weeks. I want to say, or like at least a week or two. Like it, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they they've had their issues in the past. Yeah, like 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 we said, like Battlefield's always been a problem. But I mean, it's January and it's it's still I think an issue for some people. Am I wrong? Like last I heard, I haven't ch- heard anything. But as of like Christmas, it was still like a problem. I haven't heard anything mm-hmm. since then. Yeah, so, it's definitely gotten better, but it's still there's still issues. Yeah, and and, and it's it's like almost. Like, like I've heard from some people that it's like almost like clockwork. It always happens at the same point. Like when the in that one map when like the building starts to collapse, whatever, it just constantly, you know, right then is where it will like break down, and you know everyone gets gets disconnected. They so, fixed that, but yeah, yeah, but like I've it's reliably been, broken. I've always been on the devil's advocate <laughs> side of just like that's just the way launch games are. People shouldn't complain. But what's going on with Battlefield and e- and SimCity was. It's it's beyond the pale. SimCity's you know still I mean? messed up, which is yeah, crazy to like, me. This, this is more than just the average thing, so that's why I'm singling those out. Like, it's really bad with these two, and it. I mean, so I think, but um, respawn will do a good job. But I mean, they are in the EA umbrella, so God knows what happens. But I mean, I would stay away from that game for at least the first week. Yeah. Know? Besides, there, there might be like some good sales that you get like a week later because of it or something. <laughs> So well, I think that'll about wrap our topics for the night. I wanted to talk about Daisy a little bit, but um, and I'd forgotten about it. That was the other piece of news I really wanted to get to. Uh, uh, but we can say that for another time. You just had all this it's news just gonna, floating in your brain, man. It's going to be an alpha till the end of 2014, so we got plenty of time to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so you, did, you didn't pick up the the full version of it, did you? Did anybody pick up the full version? No. Okay. I, bought, I spent thirty dollars on that crappy mod and played the game like five times before I was like, "This is way too hard." Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wait till the they game is fully finished. Anybody that bought the mod? Really yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's pretty cruel. My friend got like six viruses from trying to download that mod. <laughs> I feel like he's owed a free copy. I believe in waiting till games are finished to buy them. It's yes. just this own personal stand yeah. I'm gonna take. Yeah, that, that is a that is a dangerous stance in this modern age. You're gonna see you're gonna see you're gonna see more like this since yeah. it works so well for them. Hey, I think Battlefield Four is an is an alpha, isn't it? I, I feel like Sorry. it's <laughs> early access. It's 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 becoming more and more the norm for digital games. But honestly, uh, how many uh, console games did we get that weren't really finished until they were patched? Yeah, yep. You know, happens so, all the time. I mean, maybe even, maybe it's true for digital games that the the mechanics. Even our it. new consoles didn't work until we got we could download a patch. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, but nothing gets finished until. I don't necessarily have a problem with early access games. I haven't bought any that I know of, but if they're delivering like a mostly finished product, you know, and they're just like getting some feedback, that could be interesting. I don't know. I think as long as it's clear up front. Like the the Daisy developer was pretty candid, where he was like, "Yeah, they're pretty like guys. It was nice to do that. This is an alpha. You should not buy this." And then people still bought it. (laughs) Eight hundred thousand people bought it. Yeah, he like it really read where he was like, "I don't, I don't think you want this yet." You know. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey. 
So good I for, love the, him, I love the tumbler of ways that I died and Dave Z. And it's the first one is like was held up by two guys in clown mask and then killed murdered with an axe. Day two, I touched a tree. No, I, <laughs> I touched, I touched a ladder. the ladder. Yeah. And then day three, I was starving and I climbed up onto a barn and threw myself off the roof. <laughs> but yeah. All right, dudes. Well, I think that'll be it. Um, you guys should rate and review the podcast with all the stars, uh, Mario stars on what about the uh, iTunes. Nope, nope, just Mario. Uh, but yeah, do that on iTunes. Um, if you want to follow Gamer Sushi on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gamer Sushi. I'm twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Hey, twitter.com slash Unsquare. Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. And I'm twitter.com slash mi7ch. So we will check you guys later. Keep seeing the music. See, see, <laughs> yeah. see, see you that later. music. <laughs>